What is up, everyone? Welcome into episode three of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Cardenas, and here with me is my co-host and best friend, Tyler Carden. Tyler, how are you doing today? Hey, man, I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. But you know, I have uh, I've come to a decision today. You want to know what that is? I would love to know. I have decided that after three episodes, our podcast is taking a, a big turn here. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna change paths. Oh. Yeah, we're gonna do name change, topic change. Okay. We are gonna switch our new name. We're gonna go from the first read fantasy football podcast. We're gonna change it to the do you take three here podcast? And all we are going to talk about is <laughs> whether or not you should kick field goals inside of the red zone. Okay. We are going to go back and study all of the field goal attempts, oh. whether or not those teams went on to Wait, win games. Steven. And hopefully we can build a career out of it. Wait. It looks like that decision might have actually paid off. We have two new Instagram and Twitter followers it is the Buffalo Bills and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> oh, what do you know? Perfect. Oh my gosh! How, See, this how is exactly that? what I was thinking. I thought, you know, if we, you know, step into this topic, maybe we can be hired uh, later on to help coaches decide when they should be kicking <laughs> field goals and when sh- when they should try to score touchdowns. I'm not sure how many of them are aware, but you score twice as many points when you score a touchdown as you do when you kick a field goal. You know, I'm not. I know a lot of people charge for their advice and stuff. You know, a lot of the great motivational speakers or, you know, great financial sure advisors, can. they, you know, they charge for that stuff, but I'm just, I'm just going to do it right here on the podcast for you guys. Always kick, always kick three. There you go. <laughs> That's my advice. There you go. Win championships. You know what? That, that, those decisions will take you to the conference championship games where you will then lose. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Today is January 24th. We have just finished both of the AFC and NFC Conference Championship games where, in my opinion, decisions to kick field goals instead of try to score touchdowns were the story of both of those games and led to the demise of both the Buffalo Bills and the Green Bay Packers. We will get into those games later on. For now, let's go ahead and talk about some news because we had a pretty big week. Yeah. So we're going to step into the step into the newsroom um some of the headlines for for today we're going to talk about matthew stafford and the lions they have agreed to part ways so it looks like matthew stafford will be traded this offseason on a related note philip rivers retires after 17 years in the nfl um one of those with the indianapolis colts um leaving a gaping hole at quarterback for the colts and and it seems like matthew stafford might just be a good fit so we'll talk about that a little bit Talk about a couple of head coaching hires. Eagles hired uh, offensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts, Nick Sirianni. Lions hired Dan Campbell. I don't actually know anything about him. Do you even know what his previous job was? I do know he was previously a coach on the coaching staff of the Miami Dolphins. I'm not sure how recent that was. Um, Okay. I am just, I don't follow too closely on like offensive and defensive and all that kind of coaches. Um, Sure. Yeah. At least in the past, I haven't. Um, my plan is to start just to see how it affects, you know, teams moving forward. So it looks like he did. He was an assistant coach for the New Orleans Saints um, from 2016 to the 2020. Okay. So that was his most previous um, employment gotcha. there. And the Miami Dolphins head coach from 2015 to 2015. So, yes. Awesome. 
Well, well, let's go ahead. Let's talk about some of these head coaching hires. Um, do you have any thoughts on on the Lions' decision here? Um, I think it's a good move for the Lions. I think they need. They're in this like phase where they need to like really restart and just refresh. Um, yeah. You know, hence the Matthew Stafford trade that will inevitably happen probably within the next week or two. Um. Yeah, I think so. It looks like they're really committing to this coach. I believe he signed a six-year deal, which is a to me a really long time. It yeah. shows the commitment, and I just think they're going to definitely just step back and rebuild. And from what I understand, when this coaching change hired, they sat down with Matthew Stafford, and I think both sides kind of talked about what they thought was best for them and the organization mm-hmm. and Matthew Stafford, and they both, it seems like, came to the consensus that both parties would be best if it was time and it was time to move on. Right. Um, so I'm assuming barring any blockbuster trade or anything that I can see the Dolph or the Dolphins, the Lions taking a quarterback in the first round. Um, yep. I don't know where their draft pick is right off the top of my head. Um, I I think there's seven. They're definitely, I'm not positive. Um, this will be 2021 draft pick. So I know they are up there. Yep, they're number seven. Seven. Okay, cool. So, I mean, they'll get a good spot. They could even maybe trade up if they wanted to. I That would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's a good chance that that's what they'll try and do. Let me look who has the draft order. Because I just want to see uh, who needs a tank a thon is is where I go usually. Tank a thon. Yep. Oh no, my computer's being slow. Oh no. So from what I can tell, um, the the teams that are ahead of them that I don't expect to take a quarterback, uh, Miami's at pick three. Cincinnati's at pick five. Philadelphia's at pick six. Atlanta's at four. Um, but I could I could see them going either way. It just kind of depends what um, what their head the way they kind of look at that situation. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if the Lions maybe trade up with Atlanta. Yeah, I could even Atlanta or mm-hmm. Miami. I could definitely see them maybe trading up to see getting yeah. something out of that, which would be interesting because. I mean, the Jets need a quarterback. Or, I mean, I guess that's not a guarantee, right? They have Sam Darnold, but at the same time, they can make a move and get, you know, Deshaun Watson from rumors we are hearing. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to kind of see how that that draft lays out. Um, the the Philadelphia Eagles they went and hired Nick Sirianni from the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I think the big thing that this hire does for me is I think it really, really, really solidifies the fact that they're they're rolling with Carson Wentz as their starting quarterback. I think ownership kind of took a look at the situation. They said, hey, we paid this guy a ton of money. We got to get him back out on the field and see if he can do it for us. And I think what they decide is that, is that hey, Frank Reich is the missing piece to get Carson going again. And since we can't have Frank Reich, let's go hire the guy that's been working under him for three years and see if he can fix Carson um I think that pretty well just kind of like shows their cards like hey this is what we're trying to do we're trying to fix him we're gonna have him play he's gonna be our starter and we're gonna make our our hires and kind of coaching decisions based on that 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I do. I do believe Carson Wentz will be sticking around for at least another year or at least another game. Depends how week one yep. goes. And, um, you know, you'll have Jalen Hurts as your backup and it'll be a good a good safety to have for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, yeah. Jaylen, if they don't trade him. If they don't. Tra- that is that is a good point. Um, and even with like Jalen Hurts as the backup, I mean, he's someone I'll definitely want on my fantasy team. Once that the season rolls, yeah, around. I think yeah, he's a good target because of what he was doing while he was the starter, mm-hmm. and then also I, I'm just not, I don't have a ton of faith in Carson being able to go out and and hold that job for super long, um, but time will tell, and and we'll see if they move Hertz or anything like that. It'd be interesting because it's hard to hold two starting caliber quarterbacks on your roster. And, and it seemed, it really seems like Jalen Hurts is, you know, has it. You know, I mean, he seems like a good, Chicago, like he could baby. be a starter in the league. Yeah, I, I, I think not? something like Make that would move. be a great fit for him. Yeah. It might come I, at a cheap price, too, because, he, you know, he showed some potential, a lot of upside. Yeah, he was but, only a second-round pick. Yeah. yeah, but not enough that he's going to command a high price right away. Right, So right. You know, make a move, guys. Yeah. Do something. Yep. All right. Other other news item. Um, Philip Rivers has retired um, from the NFL. So the Indianapolis Colts have a hole at quarterback. It seems like there's there's so many different ways they can kind of go with this. Um, they could try to move up in the draft and draft one of those top five guys because it's a it's a really good quarterback class. So I think Chris Ballard's got to be thinking, man, this is enticing to try and grab one of these guys. Um, I know Trey Lance is one of the um, one of the guys that. Can, it's kind of sitting at the bottom, number four, number five on the on the QB list. Maybe maybe number three in, in some people. He's, he seemed like he would be a good target if you could get into that pick six, pick seven, um, maybe trade up with with Cincinnati or with Philadelphia. If you can make that happen, you know, then then you have a good shot at getting one of those those you know second half of the of the five guys. Um, yeah. Other things they can do, they can try and get some a veteran. Like Matthew Stafford, I think Stafford would be a great fit for the Colts. Seems like a fantastic destination for him. Um, I hope we make a move to try to get him because I think he would do great in their system, and and I think he could do really well. I couldn't agree more. I think that would. I think Stafford on the Colts, especially with your offensive line that you have, as long as in him staying healthy, you guys got a solid defense right now. I so much upside and so much potential for Stafford to be on that Indianapolis roster next season. I agree completely. Um, yeah, I can't, I, what do, what do you think about Phil retiring? Would you have, I know, I know you were kind of back and forth sometimes on the, on the Philip Rivers train. Would you have rather him stuck around for a year? Or are you kind of happy about the move? Uh, it's a little bit of both and it just kind of depends. Um, Knowing that Matthew Stafford is available, I am grateful that he retired because I'd rather have Stafford than Philip Rivers. Um, and and really, just comes down to like I think you can have Stafford for four or five years, whereas Rivers, you know, you're only getting one more out of him. Like if he came back, he's he's playing exactly one more season. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but with with Stafford, you, you can get a more time or same thing with drafting a rookie, you know, like now we get to like put blinders on and say, okay, what are we doing now? But also for the future. 
and not just try to like patch this hole again. You know what I mean? Right. I think it, it kind of forces us into that position a little bit. Yeah. Makes sense. I, I, but I, I would have been happy to have him another year. Don't get me wrong. I think he played really well. Um, and I think he would have been fine, but I think since he made that decision on his own, it kind of, it pushes us towards the, looking to the future. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say the same thing. The, Nice not having to be in the same position in the year. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. That's not a guarantee. Um, yeah, I, the Matthew Stafford news is the biggest news, I would say, of the whole, of the last week or so. I mean, I know the Deshaun Watson stuff is yeah. still big, but that's still such just, it's just a rumor. Like, yeah, the Texans could just say, no, too bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're staying. Yeah. Um, but I, it's, but Matt, I, with Safford, him and the organization have both said, "Yep, he's going." Pretty much. Um, yep. So it's just and, a matter of Let me list lands. off. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm just going to list off some potential landing spots for him, okay? And because I think there's a ton um, where he makes sense, and so I just kind of want to run through that. But <clears throat> all right, Pittsburgh, if Big Ben retired, okay. Um, let's see who else indianapolis chicago washington um new england san francisco denver san francisco would be carolina like i think he's gonna be a hot commodity oh i i for sure it's crazy to think how young he is because in my mind he's old like but he's still only like 31 or 32, I think. I can't remember, but... Yeah. Just, I, he, I saw something that just said, like, he's the same age as Russell Wilson. What? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's just... You, and you don't think of Russ as old. You don't. And that's that's what happens. That's what comes with being just on a really bad football team. Yep. Um, Like, I think I saw some statistic or something saying how he has the most touchdowns or most passing yards or something for a quarterback that's never won a playoff game or like never even been to a playoff game and that's just he needs out of that system i mean people have been saying that for years and i think he'll help the detroit team and the fans and wherever he goes i think it's just best he needs out and i'm you know and as as a as a chicago fan i'm I mean, I never really, I guess, worried about him. I always underestimated the Lions because it's Lions. Um, but good, <laughs> good for the Lions. I just that team needs something, and with Dan Campbell coming yep. in and Stafford leaving, I know it sounds just like a lot of change, and it is a lot of change. But I think it's good change. I think it's needed change, and a lot of good will come out of it. I believe. Yeah, I agree. I think it is a promising look that the, they were able to look at the team and say, "Hey." We need to rebuild. We need to start over. Um, so hopefully that that brings good things for that organization. But let's go ahead and, and let's move on. Um, so we are going to be talking about the NFC North this week, and we're going to kind of go through some early predictions, talk about the team a little bit, um, what we think is going to happen. Um, and and since we were kind of already talking about them, let's just go ahead and, and let's start with the Lions. Okay. Um, you know, we're, they're, they're in a reset, so there's not a ton to talk about because we don't really know what that team is going to look like. They've got some free agents. Obviously, Matthew Stafford's not going to be 
Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, both of them are going to be free agents this year. I don't I don't know if both will be back, but I kind of doubt it. I can't imagine that this team is deciding, hey, we're in a rebuild. We need to start over. Let's sign these two veteran wide receivers. Maybe you keep Galladay, but I think it'll be hard to do. So maybe you keep Jones, but you know, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, do you think both of those receivers will be back or gone? I, I got to imagine that one of them stays around, right? Um, yeah. Even if it's just Marvin Jones, I got to believe they keep at least one solid weapon around whoever that QB yeah. is moving forward. Right. Because um, especially if it is a rookie, I mean, you want someone established. It, it would be really hard as an organization sure. to bring in a new head coach, a rookie quarterback, and like rookie receivers. <laughs> that would be, I yeah. would love to see it. It'd be a great experiment. Uh, but that would uh-huh. just be so hard, especially with like the luck that Detroit always seems to have. Um, right, yeah. So I got to imagine Jones, if anyone stays, maybe Galladay. That would be my guess as well. Yeah, maybe Galladay. Um, but I, I would say Jones over Galladay just cause, because I can see someone making a move for Galladay. Whether I, it be, I think he'll, he'll get big money. And, and Exactly. And with the Lions moving to a place where you want to move forward, you know, you can, someone's going to offer some decent draft picks up for Galladay. And, and, and moving forward the way that the Lions want to do, that's what they need. They need yeah. those draft well, picks. Well, he's, he's, he's a free agent, so I don't think he's a oh, trade point. Right. I think he's like off contract. But okay. yeah. You're right. You're right. My, 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 my fault. Um, yeah. I think both their contracts and Jones and Galladay. So I think that's why it's, it's super interesting. Um, I think, I think Jones will be there and I think he'll be he'll be the wide receiver one for that team I expect unless they draft somebody pretty solid but I wouldn't expect too much from him fantasy wise right um Detroit it's, it's Detroit is so hard to predict right now um it's it's really yeah. hard honestly uh one big thing I will say about Detroit is their tight end situation um so in the past, TJ Hawkinson has always, he started out good a few years ago, then got injured. Um, in this past year, I was a big proponent for Hawkinson. Like I tried yeah. to get him on everything. I was offering up big money in our dynasty. Like I wanted him, I wanted him and I got him in one of our leagues and he was a solid start. Yeah. But moving forward and having experienced that TJ Hawkinson train, I'm out next year. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, I am out. I think he's he's an okay start. He's a solid start. But when you really look at his stats, for being one of the top two targets last year with Galladay and Jones being injured back and forth, uh-huh. he wasn't reliable. And that's with Stafford at quarterback. Now we're yeah. going into a system, and I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. It could be a rookie. It could be right, someone right. less talented than Stafford. I don't have a lot sure. of trust and a lot of faith in it. So as of right now, I'm out unless you're going to bring in someone crazy talented that we that has proven themselves. I'm out. That's just okay. Yeah, no, that makes decided. sense. Yeah, I think I think it's likely that he will be he will finish the season as a top twelve tight end. But I can definitely see since they're not moving forward with Stafford, I can see him being just one of those players that you don't want to start because. He's not going to be consistent. He's going to be all over the place. Like a rookie tight end, just a, or a rookie quarterback is not going to support him to the extent that we would hope. 
would be my guess. Now, that might change depending on who they bring in, and we'll kind of look forward and, and see what that situation brings. But that's my expectation that, yeah, he'll be an okay play sometimes. He's probably a good waiver wire pickup throughout the season. Yep, he'll probably drift from roster to roster. Yeah. Um, but my expectation is not super high for him. Yes. Um, other player that I want to talk about is DeAndre Swift. Now, I am excited about DeAndre Swift for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way they bring back Adrian Peterson. Um, Carrion Johnson, do you know where he's at in his deal? I don't contract-wise. Um, DeAndre Swift is definitely the guy they're going forward with, without a doubt. Um, he showed some good signs last year. Um, and with the QB situation so up in the air at the moment, I'm really liking Swift from what we saw at the end of the year. You know, he's young. Um, and may, and I, I won't be surprised if they lean on him a lot, especially if their receiver slash QB situation is a little, you know, choppy for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it looks like John Carrion will be on the roster for 2021. He, that's the last year of his his contract from what it looks like. But, okay. yeah, I think they're moving forward hard with Swift. And, and I think they really showed it, too. Like, even from the beginning of the year, I remember watching that Bears game. That was week mm-hmm. one or week two. Week one, yeah. Um, and, and he was involved in the passing game, from what I could tell. And, and I think that's really promising. And it's only going to be better, um, you know, going into his second year, where he's going to be more involved and he's going to catch more passes. And, um especially with a rookie quarterback, depending on who it is. I think they're, I just imagine they're going to run the ball more, mm-hmm. should see more volume. Um, and hopefully can see some targets. I know rookie quarterbacks don't tend to target the running back super often. And if they get somebody who's mobile in there, which is likely to happen, he might lose some of those dump off passes because the quarterback can escape the pocket a little bit. But, um, I, th- I just think the volume will be so much better because of, of that's going to be what they can, what they're going to try and lean on. Yeah. Without, without a doubt. Um, I think he's going to be a big breakout next year. Yeah. Uh, definitely I think so someone too. to keep an eye on moving forward, especially once we find out about that QB situation. Um, mm-hmm. I'm expecting big things. He'll definitely be on my list of pickups for the draft come fantasy time. Yep. And I'm excited for his future for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like I did some uh, rankings just kind of based on feelings, things like that, where I th- feel like I would be picking people um, looking way too far ahead. looks like I've got him at running back 18 at the moment. So okay. right after – he's kind of towards the tail end of those other rookies. You know, he's after Dobbins, after Gibson. Um, but he's just like a, like a solid running back, too, for me um, as of – this moment but let's go ahead let's move on um let's talk about the vikings real quick um i don't feel like there's going to be a ton to talk about um but there there are a few players that i I think would be good to discuss so let's talk about justin jefferson real quick um yeah i know right uh what do you what do you think for you're we're gonna see from him this year big things um the, the their biggest Kirk Cousins is always Kirk Cousins, so you know if they could get a could you imagine Stafford in that system first off with yeah Jefferson and Thielen <laughs> that'd be 
<laughs> yep. That'd be good. That would be that good. Would be, no, that'd be a solid team. Um, I'm expecting big things from Jeff- Justin Jefferson. Um, they yeah. seem like they, they, they're just a few steps away from being a very, very good team. Yes, I, I agree. I think they're, they're missing a few pieces and I know they had some pretty, uh, key injuries, mm-hmm. you know, this year. Um, but I, I expect that he will continue to have a really good season. And I think the Vikings can be a better team next year as well. The, the thing that kind of concerns me, and maybe concerns isn't the right word, but I think it'll be interesting to see, is that I feel like what the Vikings want to do is they want to run the ball and play defense. And my concern is that, is that if they start to get a little better and, and they play a little better next year, that they're just going to be force feeding Dalvin cook even more. And it's like, okay, I think a lot of the reason that Jefferson had such a good year this year is because they had to be throwing the ball so often because they kind of sucked and that defense was really awful. Um, But my guess is that they invest a lot into fixing that defense this year. And that might hurt Jefferson a little bit, but I think he'll finish right about where he finished at this year. Um, but I, I mean, I still haven't projected super high. I have him on my my wide receiver seven at the moment, right wow. after AJ Brown. Wow, yeah, that's good ranking. Yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean, Minnesota's strength is running the ball. It's Dalvin Cook. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's Dalvin Cook, right? I, I he's yeah, right. One of the pro- he's a top three running back, top two running back, and you know, once you get defenses on him, well, that opens up, opens up the passing game to Justin Jefferson, you know? So it's a good, it's a good one, two punch. Um, if they can get going in the rhythm where they can kind of mix it up and they're not just primarily running and force feeding Dalvin cook, Jefferson's going to be dangerous. But I mean, even if, if Dalvin, if that's what they want to do is just run, 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 that still opens up the pass game for Jefferson. Um, yeah, for sure. I'm expecting big things definitely draft jefferson that's just that's the best advice i can give you yeah um yep he's gonna go early i think and if you can get a cook jefferson like stack in your fantasy team (laughs) take it oh man take (laughs) it so here's the question okay we want justin jefferson yep we want adam thielen do we want kirk cousins no no. Isn't that so weird, right? It is weird. <laughs> it, it it's weird to talk to like cuz you know you're like you're thinking, well then who is throwing the, uh-huh. the ball? <laughs> right. But yeah, it's you know what it is? Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen don't throw interceptions. That's the thing. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, that's So a good even point. when Cousins throws his interceptions, that, that that's not taking away points from the other two guys. That's yep, that's fair. That's Which fair. would be a really interesting fantasy way to play if targets got points knocked off. Ooh. Because, you know, it is there the receiver go. sometimes when they tip it. Yeah. So that would be interesting uh, a setting in leagues. I would oh, be, it would be. be yeah, to see if they got docked points for drops. Oh, man. Ooh. That'd be, you'd probably have to do a lot of, like, custom uh, Don't get any scoring stealers. and keeping track of things. <laughs> no kidding. All right. Um, let's see. Dalvin Cook is going to be Dalvin Cook. He's going to be very good. 
obviously. I have him as my running back two at the moment. Um, can I can we can I bring something up? Sure, go ahead. Why why are we wasting this whole like let Russ cook thing when there's literally someone named Dalvin Cook in the league <laughs> that plays so good consistently, if not more Ooh. consistently than Russell Wilson? Why are we calling <laughs> Russ the chef when there's someone with the last name Cook? Oh, I, you know, I don't know why we do that. You should file a complaint. I'm going to file a complaint. I'm going <laughs> to. Let this be known that oh, this, is the first, this is the first rant on file for this podcast. And there will be many more. Where oh, come the first from. I like it. Nope. I think that's a good, uh, good hill to die on right there. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, one other player I just want to mention real quick. Um, Irv Smith. I think he started to come on a little bit there at the end of the year as a receiving tight end option for this team. Keep track of whether or not Kyle Rudolph is still with them going into 2021. Mm-hmm. If he's not there, I think Irv Smith is a really great target in your like late round pickups for tight ends. Um, I think he'd be like that, that second tight end that I pick up and just to I'll take a flyer on. Cause I think mm-hmm. he could really, he could reward you. I think if, if, if he's the guy there, um, I feel like they have enough tight end targets as a team. Um, so he's some he's someone that I'm keeping my eye on for 2021. And as long as you're not Steven, you can start him because if you start him, all the passes will go to Tyler Conklin. That's just the way it goes. At yes, that is Steven played him. That is correct. So I say this after having been being burned by Irv Smith earlier this year, but. It's what I think. So someone to keep an eye on. See. But absolutely, that's about where I would stand with them. So I mean, yeah. as far as projections go for the Minnesota Vikings team, definitely you're taking Dalvin Cook. Definitely you're taking Alexander Madison, right? So I know yep. there was the games where Dalvin was injured, and Madison didn't exactly perform to the heights yep. we expected to when he was injured, and that was mainly the reason uh-huh. you got Madison. I'm still sticking with him, though. If you're going to pick up Cook, pick up Madison. I agree. I think you have to because we we've see, we have seen it work. We have seen him do well and perform. And and I think you go into it assuming that he will continue to do that again. Um, mm-hmm. But, man, that really did hurt the, those did. players. I didn't have Dalvin Cook anywhere, but I think you got excited because you're like, man, I picked him up. I was yeah. ready. And then it just didn't work out. But but don't let that like hurt you in the fact that you don't end up, like you were saying, don't end up picking him up. Because I think you need Madison on your team if you draft Dalvin Cook. And if you don't get Dalvin Cook, pick up Madison. Because yeah, it might end up where someone has Dalvin Cook if Dalvin gets injured again. Hopefully not. But if he does, someone's going to want Madison or be interested in him. And he'll yeah. be a good... Um, a good leverage player. So definitely pick yeah. him up. I think I think there you could have one of those situations where Cook's out for a game, so you get to play Madison, and then he does well, and then you get to trade him to the Cook owner or the mm-hmm. Cook manager. And so you get to do that cool, oh, I, I reap the benefits. Now I'm going to trade him, get something back for him. Um, so something to keep in mind, definitely somebody you want on your rosters. Let's go ahead and keep moving. Um, we're going to go ahead and talk about the Green Bay Packers next, Tyler's favorite team. Whoop, whoop. Tyler was rooting for the Green Bay Packers today. 
you know, that was so fun. I just we we will, you know, we'll touch on the Green Bay game later. <laughs> um, we'll we'll touch on that game a little bit later. That conference Ugh. championship with yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, let's talk about some way too early predictions for this Green Bay Packers team. All right. So first off, what the Green Bay Packers need to do going forward from a football, I'm, I'm going to take my Bears fandom out of this. So what the Green Bay Packers need to do going yep. forward is to just do the same exact thing. <laughs> don't don't yes. change anything. Because as far as I'm concerned, the, the Packers should have been in the Super Bowl this year. If not, have won it. Yep. Um, They're that good of a yeah. team. Aaron Rodgers is that good of a quarterback. So yes. Just pick up the whole Green Bay team and just figure it out week by week who you want to start. Cool, that's it. Moving yep. on. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I like that. Hardcore analysis right there. <laughs> um, will Aaron Rodgers be back is the big question. Yeah. Um, so I, I happened to see a tweet earlier. Um, you know, that, that is obviously one of the post-game press conference, conference questions <clears throat> that Matt LaFleur was asked. And he said, Yes, absolutely. Aaron Rodgers will be back, or at least he said, "I hope." So, I think is what one of the words that he used, and I, and I think it comes down to like, as long as Aaron doesn't retire, he will be playing for the Packers again. And I don't expect him to retire. I don't expect him to retire either. Expect especially after the season they had and how close they got. Um, I you know he's still under contract with the Green Bay Packers. The whole Jordan Love situation last season made had a lot of things, a lot of questions thrown out in the air, included even right now, since their season is now over. Yeah. They're going to keep him. They'd be fools not to keep him. Um, I agree. Unless they, unless there's just a lot of weird free agencies, I feel like, happening this offseason. So unless there's some big blockbuster deal with Aaron Rodgers that takes place, which you never know, it's the NFL, um, mm-hmm. he'll be back. He'll be Aaron Rodgers. His numbers, I don't think, will be as spectacular of this as this year. That's really hard to read no, back to back. Yeah, um, they'll still be no, they'll still be good. It's it's come on, it's Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, he'll be back though. Pick him up in your league. He was a steal this year because he went so late. Yep. But you know, I know we mentioned that he's going to regress, so. Yeah, I would pick him up if you have the chance, but not too early. I agree. I would still kind of play the same thought process as last year where I would hold off on him. I would still go for your Herbert first, your Russell Wilson first, your, um, you know, Tom Brady maybe even first. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> but I would still hold off on him because the Packers are that team. I know we've talked about it every year. People always say they're not as good as they as the record says, and they keep proving people wrong. Yeah, but yeah. but I mean, just watching this last Aaron Rodgers game, he played good. But if if he's under pressure and he gets stopped, I I mean it. You know, talking about it out loud now, I don't want to draft him really that 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 much anymore. Yeah. Um, if he's there at the back end of your draft, maybe take a chance. Sure. But sure. I, I wouldn't take him as I, one of your first, as one of your two QBs. Yeah. I, I like, I, he's going to do well. He's Aaron Rodgers. He'll have a good season. 
but it will not be the season that he just had. He will regress. He's not going to throw 48 touchdowns or whatever it was. He was on ridiculous paces. It's it, That's not going to happen again. So you have to plan for regression. And then also, like, he's going to be drafted higher than he mm-hmm. should be because of the season that he just had. Um, and so you can't – you'd have to pay up for him. And I just, I just don't think it's worth paying up for him. I'd rather – pay down for somebody like Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, um, even Matthew Stafford, depending on where he ends up. Like some of these guys, I think you'll be able to draft after Aaron Rodgers, who have a good chance of, of outperforming him because of their rushing capabilities or just because of the offenses they're in. So um, Aaron Rodgers, hard to draft him, probably going to cost too much. Okay. I agree with that. Yep. The running back situation is super unclear in Green Bay for now. Jamal Williams is going to be a free agent. Aaron Jones is going to be a free agent. Um, They have A.J. Dillon on on contract. He was a rookie this year. Um, He played pretty well, but he wasn't super involved in the offense. Um, My guess is they sign Aaron Jones and let Jamal Williams walk. What do you think about that? Yes, I was going to say the same thing, actually. Um, they're going to develop A.J. Dillon. Hopefully he'll become something for that team. He got some decent carries last few weeks. I just think there's too many running yep. backs in that situation right now. Sure. Especially with the receiving weapons that they do have already. There wasn't really time or you know, the reps to, to see how he would do. Take Jamal Williams out of that mix. It'll be, it might be a good one-two punch. I think they keep Aaron Jones. Yeah. Unless, and, and, unless they decide to do something crazy like draft a running back. It is Green Bay after all, and they are very well known for not drafting <laughs> the players they need in the first round. So yep. you never know. Um, I do see Aaron Jones coming back. AJ Dillon. Uh, where would you draft Aaron Jones if you had a draft right now? I know you said you had Let's your projection I have, sheet. So, Yep. I have him ranked as my running back seven at the moment. Oh, seven, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, yeah, I mean, so I think they'll let Jamal Williams walk. I think they'll keep AJ Dillon. And I think it's going to be a Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara situation where Aaron Jones is still going to be the one involved in the passing game. He's still going to be the guy, but AJ Dillon is going to take, I imagine he has less of a, like, like share of the backfield than the current combination of AJ Dillon and Jamal Williams. So at the very least, I expect Aaron Jones' volume to stay the same. And I think I think he's a really good player. Um, and I, I imagine Green Bay runs the ball a little bit more. Um, he's just somebody that I feel really good about drafting as kind of my running back one because I think I can lean on him and he's going to be consistent for me. Okay. Okay. I, I don't think I would draft him that high personally. But Okay. But okay. That's a good. That's a good. It's a good argument for it. I. I. Yep. I'll, I'll, it'll be curious to see where one of us chooses him in our mock draft here in a few weeks. Yeah, I agree. That'll be um, interesting. I, maybe and maybe I'm just afraid of missing out on him again. But a little bit of FOMO. No, I, 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 I. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel good about him. Um, I have him ahead of Austin Eckler. Nick Chubb. Really? Zeke. See, I, I would I would not put him above those guys. 
interesting. I okay. Just, I, 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 I'm excited for this mock draft now because. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think we're going to have some different opinions. It, it should be really good good for us. But, okay. Um, Robert Tanyan, uh, I assume he's still with the Packers next year. And I say draft him because he was awesome this year. And I think I think Aaron Rodgers really, really likes him. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they get another receiving weapon in there. But I don't think that comes at the expense of Robert Tanyan. I think it comes at the expense of either Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Alan Lazard. Um, I don't expect either of them to be fantasy relevant next year because I think they'll draft a, a rookie that comes in. Or, or they'll get one of these free agent guys, whether it's Kenny Galladay or, or somebody like that, I think they'll bring into the building, right? Like, because Devontae can be your reception guy, and you, and you can get, like, one of these field stretchers, one of these big guys that can kind of go up and get those 50-50 balls. And so, like, like somebody like Kenny Galladay would fit great in that system, but that would push MVS and Lazard right off of the cliff of fantasy relevance. Okay. I, uh, me and you are very divided on this Packers team, I can tell. It's so funny. Um, I have really high hopes, and I for MVS. Um, Interesting. I just I have this like in like gut feeling that he's gonna be relevant, and maybe it's not in Green Bay. I don't know. You know, maybe he moves on somewhere. Um, but I mean, his stats last year. I mean, thirty three for six hundred ninety yards, six touchdowns. Okay. Not spectacular numbers, but not bad numbers by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some decent games, and you got to take into consideration that, yeah, those were his numbers. They're not the greatest numbers, but you have Alan Lazard, Robert Tanyan, Devontae Adams on the other side of that, competing with, right. with for targets, not including the other three running backs we had just mentioned. So, <laughs> I mean, you take two names out of that equation, I think that opens up the door for, for MVS significantly. Um, okay. I'm excited for his future. I, I, I'm high on him. Um, it'll be curious to see where, where I take him in that draft. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I have high hopes for him. Okay. We'll I mean, we'll see. And I think it depends a lot on who they draft and, or don't right. draft and stuff, but. I, I am afraid of the drops. I am not going to lie. True. True. It is Aaron right. Rodgers on the other side of the globe. Let's so. move on. This is true. This is true. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our last team here um, and talk about your Chicago Bears. So I think the big question that we need to ask ourselves first before we get started is uh, due to the quarterback situation, um, who do you expect? to be the starter week one for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Someone asked me today, I was at uh, getting some lunch today, and some guy asked me, I had my Bears hat on, and he said, you know, is Trubisky going to start next year? I said, no. <laughs> like, now was the first time it's, like, honestly come out where I believed it, like, with all my heart. I'm like, no, he's, he's yep. not going to be there. Um, I don't know, man. I I really I have no idea. I'm hoping the Bears finally come through and get some like a really decent quarterback, make a move, whether it be Stafford, Deshaun Watson. I, I mean, like you said, I mean Jalen Hurts, right? Um, 
Yeah. Do something. It it will not be Nick Foles. If it is Nick oh, Foles, gosh, no. I will not be a Bears fan. Um No, if if it's Nick Foles, I think it. you just take a, a nice year off and hop on a different bandwagon. Yeah, definitely. The XFL will be starting back up the right after this next season <laughs> there so, you go uh, no i i think nick Foles will be a good backup if we don't trade him for something else but dude i i just i have good no luck. i have no I don't, I don't know there's nothing to go on that i that i know who will be the starter next year right. i mean do you have any idea of who you think it might be nope not a um uh, yeah i really i really have no clue I, I'm wondering if they try, like, I just, it might be Mitch. And that's the thing, like, maybe it is going to be Mitch Trubisky, because you, you don't have a good spot in the draft. Right. Your cap space isn't good, so unless you're going to, like, make a really big deal with someone, you know, like, uh-huh. offer up Khalil Mack or Kyle Fuller some draft picks, right. just get someone, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, if yeah, I, th- I think they, they either have to go all in to, to get one of those prove it guys. I, I can't imagine them moving up in the draft again. I feel like, uh, right. Deja like vu. if you you're, if that. you're Ryan pace, if you're Ryan pace, you did it the first time it went the way it went. Like you don't, you're not brave enough to try it again. Are you? Yeah, I think he would be. <laughs> like on it, like if I'm being honest, I, I can see him yeah. doing something where it's like, it didn't work. We're gonna do it this time. We're gonna win him over, and just we're, we're gonna just we're gonna know. get the right guys. <laughs> like, and with Pace and Nagy coming back, I I that that's what makes me really think that Trubisky will not be back. I just I don't see Trubisky coming back. I'm a Trubisky fan. You know that. For all you out there, mm-hmm. I I'm a Trubisky guy. He's he's my guy, my man Mitch, right? And I think he's got potential. I think he's going to go somewhere. And I think he's going to do very well, be it as a backup or getting the opportunity as a starter at some point. I don't think he's the answer for the Bears. Um, and there's a part of me that doesn't want him to come back. To be honest with you, yeah, I I want to start fresh and I want to I want to see something happen. You know, maybe Stafford. I know yep. the Bears aren't necessarily in that realm of teams that are being talked about publicly where he yep. might go, but that's how it was I from what I remember with Cutler all those years ago and Bears yep. swooped in. Um so you know, go ahead and make an offer. And and Stafford's gonna be a heck of a lot cheaper than, than Deshaun Watson. So Yeah, much cheaper. I don't know. I don't know who the Bears QB is gonna be. I would just avoid Bears QBs at the moment. In a fantasy draft, who just yeah, definitely barring, barring we don't get some huge name, yeah, and move yeah. on. Yeah, but it'll be it'll be definitely interesting for those um, receiving options to kind of see. Um, let's talk about David Montgomery. He's somebody that we know will be back with the Bears next year. Um, what do you expect from him going into twenty twenty one? So it can go one of two ways, right? Yep. You can either say he found his stride and here we go. Finally. Right. Or he just had some really good games and it's all going to get messed up because Tariq Cohen will come back and maybe he's yeah. not as good, right? <clears throat> yep. 
I'm hoping he found his stride. You know, if they can have an offensive uh-huh. line that stays consistent and stays together, I think there's good things in, in his future, especially with the threat of Tariq Cohen coming back next season. Yep. Being that guy that can, you know, rush up and rush up the middle as a little guy with his quick legs or just be that pass option off to the side. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel good about the Bears offense next year, honestly, pending the QB move. And sure. I think Montgomery, I, I hope he found his stride. I think he's, if we're talking fantasy draft right now, I would pick him up as an RB2. Yep. That's where I would definitely take him right now. Yeah. I, I, I'm in the same place. <clears throat> um, I originally ranked him at running back 15, but but thinking about it again, I think I'd, really want to have them more like 21 22 yeah. um more in that range because i think i was like oh they figured it out they're gonna lean on him but then i was like oh Tariq cohen mm-hmm. oh it's the bears <laughs> i am less optimistic you know yep. um but i think picking picking him up as kind of like a, a back end running back two is a really good option because they might lean on him. They might give him the keys. You know what I mean? And and yeah. if he can produce even, even a little bit of what he was doing towards the end of the year, he's going to be a steal if you're getting him as a lower-end running back, too. The problem is if people decide to start drafting him kind of with that upside in mind and they're taking him at you know running back 13, 14, mm-hmm. it, I feel like it's going to be hard to, to want to draft him at that point price um so it'll just kind of depend what adp looks like and 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 where the what the bears decisions they make because the quarterback will play a, a big part of it in it as well and, and another part that's going to play a huge factor in that montgomery thing is will a rob be back will alan robinson be back yeah um because if he's not back you're taking away uh, a huge yeah um go ahead yeah i i, well, I was going to answer that question oh, yeah, based go on ahead. what i think uh, I do not think that he will be back, um, which is, I think, unfortunate for Bears fans because he's fantastic. But, I mean, what do you think he's going to get? You know, he's going to be a free agent, what, four years, $25 million. That was a, I think that was the Amari Cooper deal. But, like, I, I think he's going to be up there like that. Is, is that, like, like, a four-year deal for a ton of money? And I just can't imagine the Bears being willing to spend that on a wide receiver at this point. Yeah, I could see that. I'd agree with that. I have high hopes for him staying. I think it goes, again, back to the quarterback situation. Sure. You know, if the Bears are going to... If the Bears are going to spend everything to get Deshaun Watson, you know, maybe they'll spend just a little more to keep Allen Robinson, or maybe they'll have nothing left, and they have to get rid yeah. of him. Um or have to, you know, have to not make that move for him. So mm-hmm. I just really dependent, like, because if you pick up someone, someone like, say, Stafford, well, you need to have a weapon around him, I feel like, at least someone. Because, I mean, and there's some right. good prospects on the Bears. Like, Darnell Mooney looks super good. Riley Ridley looked like he was kind of coming into his own. You got Anthony Miller, who was kind of a bust this year, in my opinion. But you got some okay receivers yeah. around him, and especially with Tariq Cohen over there being that that pass option. That yeah. Um. It's 
there's the Bears offense is super interesting to me because so much of each fantasy player you're talking about, in my opinion, depends on another position. So yeah, like, it's crazy. In Montgomery, he could be really good, especially if you have Robinson. Let's take Robinson out of the equation. Well, they might lean on Montgomery a little too much now, so people pick up on it, right. so it won't be as good. Mm-hmm. Well, the Robinson situation depends on your quarterback situation. So I, it'll be <laughs> it'll be really interesting in the next few months in this offseason to see how that goes. I mean, regardless of where Robinson goes, whether it be with Chicago, stay with Chicago, go somewhere else like Detroit or, you know, Falcons or San Francisco, something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's a must pick up without a doubt. Yeah, I agree. He's an elite wide receiver. I think anybody who is, yeah. And you, you anybody who, who spends up for him, I think, is going to use utilize him. Exactly. And you saw it even with Mitchell Trubisky. When they were connecting, when they were, you know, throw, when he when Trubisky oh, yeah. was thrown to him, he was having breakout games, and and everyone you know knows Trubisky is not the best quarterback, and still look at the numbers Robinson put up. Yep. So wherever he yeah. goes, he's gonna be good. He's gonna put up numbers. He's gonna be yep. fantasy relevant. He's a starter. He's a wide receiver one. I would say. Yeah, I agree. I'd say I, I've got him at. Yeah, I've got him as my wide receiver nine at the moment. Um, and, and that could go up or down based on where he ends up landing. Um, but I, I feel great about having him as my wide receiver one. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, so we're a fantasy podcast. So fantasy advice, pick up Robinson, no matter who picks yep. him up, someone will pick him up. I agree. He'll find his own and you might even be able to get him for a steal. Since yeah. In Chicago that, last year with mm, the whole quarterback situation. Yep. Yeah. That that could be a really cool situation where he ends up somewhere, um, maybe with a rookie quarterback, and people are like hesitant to uh, want to pick him up, um, and then you can get him at, at a bit of a discounted price. I think, which would be really awesome to pick him up in those later, you know, like the, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's third, fourth round to be able to grab Allen Robinson, I think is a great great value. Yeah, um, definitely. But okay. Uh, last position for the Bears. So let's talk about tight end a little bit um, because I think there is a promising young player for the Chicago Bears at tight end. Yes, yes, yes. Hometown boy himself, Cole Komet. Oh, you ever just have a gut feeling about something and you know it's good and you know like it's the right thing? This is that oh, yeah. guy. Uh-huh. This is that guy. This okay. is my guy, man. Like I am so in on Cole Komet. 100 percent like i am so excited for cole Komet. you know jimmy graham i thought he actually he paid some good dividends this past year um you know last play of the season you know walked out right off with a touchdown i think he's retiring honestly i think he's at that age yeah i imagine so cole Komet's next guy up and you know he's a he's a chicago hometown born and raised guy he went to school in notre dame just about just a few hours away comes back gets drafted to his favorite Favorite team as a kid, lifelong Bears fan. And like, I just, in my opinion, like it shows on the field. You know, I, I feel yeah. like I can okay. see it. He's excited to be there. He wants to be there. And he has, uh-huh. he has promise, right? Like just watching him. He wasn't super, super involved, but just the plays that sure. he was involved, you know, he got that. What did he win? The angry run, the good morning or good morning football, angry run. One yeah. Of those. Um, uh-huh. You know, he caught. He only caught twenty eight receptions this past season. A little over two hundred yards, two touchdowns. 
I expect those numbers to skyrocket next season. Um, yep, I agree. Especially if if you get a good quarterback in there, and you have you know you have Mooney on the other side, and you have you know Miller on the other side, Cohen, Montgomery. Now you add this good tight end. I expect Cole Komet to be in that conversation next year and for years to come of like tight ends yep. that you want to draft. Yeah. I definitely think that is a possibility. Um, starting week 13, um, seven targets, seven targets, two targets, six targets, eight targets in week 17. Um, he got way more involved in the second, you know, that last chunk of the year. Um, started to be playing uh, like all of the snaps. He was out there. Um, and I expect him to, I think he's going to be a good target as kind of like your your second tight end again. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody that I, I feel even better about than, uh, Irv Smith, who we were talking about earlier is like somebody you can pick up to that hopefully will break out. But I, I feel a lot better about Cole Komet than I did about him. Um, and I expect him to perform, especially, especially if Jimmy Graham retires. Um, cause I think Cole Komet's the, that guy that's coming up. So I think he's a great target, um, for your drafts. And, and that's somebody that you can probably get you know, super, super yes. late. He might even be going undrafted. And if you can like snag him with your last pick of the draft in, in every draft that you do, I think that's going to be super awesome to have somebody like that, that you can kind of put, put our stamp on a little bit and be going after, but okay. So and, let's go ahead. Let's wrap up. Our, oh yeah, you go ahead. I do just want to add a little, little, uh, Easter egg here. His number is 85, Ooh. 85 bears guys. Uh-huh. This is happening. I'm just, I'm just, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm man. so in on Cole Komet, Steven. You have no idea. I mean, oh, this is my gosh. guy. That's hilarious. I have good feelings. I will probably eat my words in three years, but for right now, I am super excited for him. I just, I just. Hey, you so are, <laughs> you are allowed to be excited. Okay, let's wrap up our talk about the NFC North. We kind of went through each team and hopefully helped you guys get an idea of what to expect for next year. Um, obviously, things can change with draft picks and things like that, but this is kind of what we are seeing now and what we think. So let's go ahead and let's talk about the conference championship games. They were both today. Uh, we finally yep. know who's going to the Super Bowl in Tampa, Florida. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. S- let's just start there. For the first time in NFL history, yes. the Super Bowl will be host or will be played by the home team. It will host the home team at its stadium for the first time. And of course, in NFL and Tom Brady fashion, Tom Brady's the <laughs> one that is doing it. Yep, of course. Didn't it always just kind of feel inevitable? It felt so inevitable, but it felt like that story that you're reading that you know this won't happen because it's too obvious. Yeah. But it was just like, oh wait, there's no way that he just ha- hops onto another team, takes that team to the Super Bowl. It's gonna be home field like there's just no way that it happens and then what do you know it happens there it is you know this situation was just this was just a really unique situation because i can't believe that tom brady got this far on a brand new team in a brand new conference and here we are facing my team's arch nemesis you know the joker to my batman the green bay packers (laughs) and aaron Rodgers. yep and I just felt this internal struggle all week, and you know, I, I'm not ashamed to say it. As a Bears fan, I, I was inter- I, I struggled with it, but I had to root for the Packers in this game. Yeah, I just 
I co- I didn't want to see Brady do this. You know, he's he's the goat. He deserves <laughs> it. But like, yes, as a football fan, Aaron Rodgers should probably have another ring. He's MVP yeah. this season. His stats show it. The team was good. The team was better than the Buccaneers, and you know it was his it was his game to take. And I would I would have been completely fine with the Packers losing the Super Bowl. That would have been sweet to watch too. Oh yeah, definitely. And and Tom Brady came through like always. They I think Tom Brady and the Bucks outplayed though. Rodgers and, I do and the Packers, yep. the whole game. It definitely came down two at the end with a very controversial call. Um, as you probably already know. And, you know, <laughs> the Bucks are going to the Super Bowl. The Bucks are going to be the home team. Um, I, it will be ironic. I don't know how off the top of my head. I know sometimes they do like home away teams for like, it's like jerseys, oh, right, jerseys yeah. and stuff. It'll be curious to see where they're at and if... <laughs> Like they'll wear home jerseys and stuff for the Bucks. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, it'll be it, Tom Brady, man. I, I, there's not much I can say. It, it's, yep. it's Tom Brady. He, he, he's pretty good at football. Um, so Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl, and they will be facing the returning Super Bowl champions, the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs looking to run it back. Um. And you got to feel good about it after what they did to the Buffalo Bills. Man, I, I thought the the Bills would be able to take this game. I felt good. They've been hot. They've been so good. That defense was really stepping up. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs were playing great leading up to this. And then it was almost like we forgot about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And they were just like, oh, hey – uh, by the way, we are here, and we don't plan to lose. And they stomped on the Bills. It was <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah, I that how well summed up that was. Yes, he he had a very quiet year. The Chiefs quietly rolled into that one seed in the AFC. But then it, at at this point, we're just like, oh yeah, like we can be excited about all of these other storylines, but. When it comes down to it, it's just like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, they are going to yep. put up 30 points, and you have to be able to do the same. And, and that's what it came down to. I thought the Bills would be able to to put up a good showing on offense. Instead, they kicked like 47 field goals. Great And almost stats, all of the them. <laughs> sure. He even missed Wonderful point. <laughs> Draft. Draft Tyler Bass if you play with kickers in your <laughs> leagues. But, <laughs> but uh, man, I, I hated so many of those calls. Um, we alluded to it at the beginning of the show. Just like, man, I, you're playing against Patrick Mahomes. You have score. to try and score touchdowns there. Score. Y- you have to try to score, and if you can't do it, you put him, you know, pushed up against his own end zone. <sighs> I just don't understand the like thought process of, oh, we'll we'll just play it safe here and kick some field goals. Like, yeah, you were up nine zero because you had held him for a little bit, but like you're just not going to continue to do so. It's Andy Reid, it's Patrick Mahomes. You can't hold him to zero points. It's not going to happen. No, and the only reason that he got the first touchdown was because of McCall Hardman. 
fumble on the kickoff mm-hmm. return. Yep. So I mean, even the the Kansas City Chiefs are such an elite football team. They are the next dynasty. They really are. They, I think, yep. they're here to stay a while. They they are the new Patriots for the time being. Yep. Mahomes mm-hmm. is the next one up, and I think that this Super Bowl is going to be such. I don't even. It's going to be a passing of the torch, right? This is. It really will this be. Is what you want to see, and yeah, th- I think the only way that that story ne- should end is with Mahomes winning it again. He's going to win his second yep. Super Bowl. It would be back to back. The kids in his what fourth year? Fourth year, third year as a starter against the goat. This is this is where it should be. Yep. You know, the only yep. thing that would make this a little bit better is if this was Brady's last year. Then, I mean, because then that story, it's just, it writes itself. Mm-hmm. And it has been writing itself. Yeah. Right? And in 20 years, I'm going to hate Mahomes because he's so good. We're going to be yep. in the same situation we are with Brady, right? And the only <laughs> difference with Brady and Mahomes is one was taken um, so early in the draft. And... Brady mm-hmm. was taken, well, like eleventh round or something. He was stupid. Sixth round, sixth, yeah. yeah, yeah, something stupid. Um, but yeah, this it's gonna be a good Super Bowl. The championships, they were good games. Um, they were okay. They were. Okay. I didn't love them. <laughs> I thought the NFC Championship was a good game. It's good, like that one. That one was. It was a good, a game. good game. Packers, just Packers, Bucks was a good game. Came down to it. Um. Mm-hmm. The AFC one is a little I thought boring. Kansas City Buffalo was not great. Yeah, yeah, it was just a little boring to me. Um, I had high hopes in Buffalo, but I did too. But hey, it's the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They're so good, guys. They're just so good. But uh, they they really are. Well, let's go ahead and we'll wrap this thing up. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Next week we we talking about the. AFC East, I believe. So we'll kind of dig into some of those teams, talk about them. Um, We'll have a mock draft coming up soon where we're going to kind of go back and forth picking throughout the first two or three rounds um, who we think we'd take at the moment. Um, That's that's up to come. And then next week we will preview the Super Bowl. Week after that we will have a Super Bowl review and talk about the game. and the the Kansas City's inevitable win <laughs> and back-to-back rings for Patrick Mahomes. But until then, you guys have a great week, and we will talk to you later.